0: hello this is musically cogitating a show asking and answering important questions about music the people who make it and discussing about how all of that continues to impact the way that you and i go throughout our everyday lives if it's your first time listening to this here podcast or if you've listened to every episode so far welcome I am your host, C. Wells. Thank you for listening and continuing to go on this here musical journey with me every (laughs) week-ish. If you could go ahead and use the links in the show notes to leave a review on either Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Podchasers, that would be really amazing and I would appreciated. Of course, anything that I mention that I want to share with you will be linked in the show notes. While preparing for this series that we're currently in, talking about the magic of musical places, all of the places where we make music and sort of doing a tour, thinking about them cogitating... On them, if you will, I decided that I should really talk about virtual spaces. And virtual spaces are something that in the past few years has become even more and more important. And so I wanted to very briefly discuss them today. This episode will be brief because I'm going to continue talking about virtual spaces and our relationship to them as both artists and consumers of art in very future episodes and, and upcoming conversations and things like that but i did want to talk about just the the magic that has come to surround virtual spaces and a lot of that comes from 2020 and we all know what happened in in that year so i won't rehash that but you know it has given us the opportunity to really think about how we consume music and of course, where we consume music. And I think that virtual spaces, virtual mediums will become even more and more important and something that artists and audiences will continue to seek out and want. I mean, if the past few years have taught has taught us anything, it's that we need to be as accessible and as consumable in a variety of ways and formats as possible. And prior to 2020, I think it was really rare for concerts to have a, a virtual component that was meaningful or that was well produced. So sure, a lot of spaces would have a camera that they would set up in the back of the hall, a lot of music festivals like Bonnaroo and Lollapalooza would do the same. They would have, you know, sort of maybe like a one angle setup or two if they were really being adventurous and lucky, and you could watch those streams. But it, it wasn't anything that we would probably now, two years later or and, and more, consider to be live produced. It was just something there for the people who couldn't make it. It was really an afterthought. It was nothing that was at the forefront of the minds of the artists and the producers and all of the people involved with creating both in-person concert experiences and virtual concert experiences. But now we've come to understand that it's so important for these produced concerts, these virtual gatherings, these virtual concerts to be accessible. And accessible, of course, means a lot of different things. That can mean, you know, there are subtitles in the talking parts and singing parts. That can mean, you know, that there are people there who are signing um, for the deaf and hard of hearing community. I mean, it can mean so many things. And virtual concerts, virtual spaces, being in these sort of uh, digital communities has, has shown us that it's really important and that we need to consider it. And I think it's so magical because even 10 years ago, we weren't really thinking about live streaming, right? I mean, if you were able to live stream you had money i mean you had big money because that meant you had a really nice computer that meant you you had a camera that meant you had someone that could operate the camera i mean it just meant that you had it all and now you don't have to have it all in order to make in-person music experiences virtual and for those to be accessible as Well, I mean, it certainly wasn't something that you could do as a job, but now there are people who are professional musicians who perform primarily in virtual settings and spaces, and I think that that is really, really awesome because... You know when you're watching someone on youtube or twitch stream or wherever they they might stream people are inviting us musicians and artists are inviting us into their personal spaces to show and share music and it's so rare that we get to see something that is so intimate and you know maybe that's that's too intimate, you you could make that argument that uh, I don't really wanna see someone's bedroom in the background or anything like that. But I think there's an intimacy to the art, to the artist, to the craft that makes it really, really interesting. I mean, when I live stream, I'm doing so in the corner of my office where I happen to also record this podcast and work every day, which of course in itself, is a huge privilege and i want to get back to streaming because it is a lot of fun but when someone is streaming of course depending on the person they can often be showing lots of work in progress or as i like to say in process because I think that learning art, creating art is a combination of showing progress and showing process. And streaming allows for those two things to kind of happen at the same time. Interestingly enough, the sort of virtual musical spaces also allow for us to create these, as I've mentioned and will continue to mention parasocial relationships. So you have, you dear listener, you've never met me, but you've listened to all of the episodes of this podcast so far. And so you feel as though you have met me, right? We are not friends in real life, but we are totally virtual friends. Even though I have no idea who you are, you know who I am. And that's that's sort of like how parasocial relationships work. And as strange as it is to say that we are close or that, you know, we feel like friends, it's, it's a really positive thing. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. And creating art in our parasocial relationships with our friends who we've never ate, who, who we've never met, you know, uh, being a part of their lives, learning about them consuming their art and supporting them is something that we should, yes, continue to celebrate and continue to think about because it will become even more important. I think that I'm going to go out on a limb and say at some point in the future, very soon, it will not be sustainable for us to travel to give concerts or to to attend concerts. And so the virtual space, which yes, has its problems with sustainability too and the environment, though it has its issues, it will become the way that we engage with music. And I'm gonna choose to see that as a positive thing. Although, yeah, it is a lot of fun to travel all over the place. Another thing that I I noticed in sort of the virtual space, in the virtual world, you know, being a person who makes live streams and who who gives concerts virtually, but also someone who consumes them, is that when people are in uh, virtual spaces, the way that social interactions work is is different. And I think it's a positive thing. So, you know, in a typical in-person concert setting, especially in music where no one wants you to clap <laughs> while it's happening. You know, you go to the concert, you sit down, you clap after the person tells you that the song is over and then it's, it's over, it's finished and you go home and goodbye. Whereas during a, a virtual concert or performance, people have the ability to respond to what's happening in the moment. People are writing in YouTube, comments and posting in the chat or hanging out in a discord which you should use the link in the show notes to subscribe to this podcast discord where we hang out you know but people have the ability to be social and to react to the art that they are consuming that they are enjoying and hopefully being entertained by in that moment and in in that way and it's really fun to hear people's reactions in the moment and sure some people don't like it they might think it's distracting or whatever but i think this is one of the really important parts of the, the virtual space and the virtual setting that you don't get otherwise. You know, you don't get to hear people's reactions immediately after something has happened. And you also don't get to save people's reactions either because, you know, people will say things to me after concerts. And I, I really appreciate when someone has something to say to me after a concert, it really means something special. And I also, forget so it's really great to be able to go back into a chat and see what people were saying and and sort of imagine what they were listening to that is a positive of virtual spaces that you know we'll never replicate in 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 in-person concerts and things like that and I, i don't think we need to but it is again a positive of the the virtual concert space the virtual performance space the the kind of chat that is really important. And alongside that, when you're in a chat, uh, it, the, the, there's a, there's so much potential to be consuming the same art as millions of other people. The only time that that happens is probably, you know, if we're watching award shows or a Super Bowl halftime show or, or something like that. But I mean, imagine being able to consume the same thing from from your home with millions of people that is that is really special and not something you would want to do in person <laughs> you know you don't want to go to a person a concert where there are one million people there but you definitely want to tune into a live stream where there are a million people there and you all are kind of experiencing this same thing at the same time in a really it's like unique and intimate way i can't imagine what a chat a youtube chat would be like if there were a million people commenting at the same time it would probably be terrible but nonetheless there are tools you know to kind of mitigate and combat uh the chat and keep it you know a really positive uplifting environment so regardless of of what you think of the future of the the virtual musical space and the the many aspects of creating and consuming in that space. I think it's here to stay, and I think it's only going to expand. And I see that as a positive thing. In the last six months or so, I haven't been to or performed in a concert that didn't have a virtual option at all. And we're learning, we're continuing to learn how important it is for these to be accessible, for these to be exciting, and by these I mean concerts and that you know all in all virtual concerts are not a substitute necessarily for an in-person show they are a a great sort of standalone artistic product that we need to continue fostering and hoping that more people consider overtime so continue to support you know virtual concerts i know People are saying, oh, I don't want to do that. And I mean, you don't have to, but if you're at home, you're hanging out and it's either watch something that you've seen before or maybe, you know, support a performer on their Twitch stream or in a concert, maybe choose to to support that person and watch whatever it was that you were going to watch later because the cultivation, the support, the continued existence of these virtual spaces is important and it is only going to increase as time moves forward. Since this is a show about music, I am going to recommend something for you to listen to. Ah, yes. And this week I'm going to recommend something that I have recommended these two artists before, but they recently came out with an album or an EP. I'm not sure what they are considering it, but either way, it is an album titled Marigold by Alex Isley and Jack Dine. And Alex Isley is the singer and Jack Dine is the producer. And it is just so good. So please listen to that. Let me know what you think because it's just, it's just really good. And I hope to be able to see her and, and Jack, Alex and Jack in, in a virtual concert maybe, (laughs) or of course in in an in-person show. That would be really awesome. Don't forget to follow the podcast on social media and you visit the website to sign up for the newsletter. All of those links are of course in the show notes really appreciate again if you would give a rating and leave a comment there i'm always looking at those comments so if you have a comment about how i can improve the show or something that you would like for me to discuss please let me know and you can always support by leaving me a little bit of a tip uh, via the buy me a coffee link in the show notes so that's all i have for you today Next week, we're going to talk about another magical musical space (laughs) and until then, bye-bye.